all the really simple, basic things of, of health. Um, so, you know, doing your best to, to eat, even when you don't feel like eating. Um, you know, you, you, you're stressed, you, know, you lose your appetite, um, sleep. You, I, I'm a meditator, so, um, you know, when you're busy and thinking and caring about everybody else... Welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Every week, I host live chats via our YouTube channel with leaders in the AFL and high-performance industries. Join me live every Sunday at 6pm where I debrief the recent chats and announce the upcoming guests. We drop an inspiring and educational episode every Monday. If you like the show, please follow us on your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Today's episode is a bite-sized episode with Matthew McGregor. To listen to the full interview with Matt McGregor, make sure to search in your favourite podcast app, episode 93 on the Prepare Like a Pro podcast with Matt McGregor. And who were some strong influences in your career early days in terms of your own personal development? Well, look, I was lucky in that there's only two courses um, where you can train as a sports psychologist in Australia and actually one of those folded um, a couple of years ago. So it was um, uh, UQ in Queensland and... Victoria University here, and I had some amazing sort of academic mentors um, through VU and Mark Anderson, Daryl March, and Harriet Speed were, were really influential. And you know, they're some of the, the really heavy hitters in academia. What are some important things for young footballers to start working on from terms of mindset and psychology? Uh, what are some common things that you work with with younger athletes? I guess, and uh, what are some things, some skills that you can start practicing? Well, I think. Um, the, the way I sort of conceptualise it when I'm working with athletes, there's there's two areas that we work on, and one is the more general kind of mental health and wellbeing stuff. And often, um, you know, athletes, whether they be developmental or, or you know, sort of senior high performance athletes, kind of want to shove that to the side and say, no, no, just get to the performance stuff. Let's just work on the performance. But ultimately, that that little apex, the the top of the the pyramid of performance. You're not really capable of doing much there and sustaining it unless you've got a really good solid foundation around the, the general mental health and wellbeing stuff. So I tend to recommend people spend a bit of time there. And here we're talking about stuff like understanding your personal values and, and sort of strengths and things like that. Um, even, even having a good sense of your own identity, who you are what you stand for during your your professional career what has been some of your biggest challenges um and then uh what have you learned like how have you grown from those challenges i know you were in the hub for seven weeks i imagine that was a challenge but are there other ones that pop up spring to mind where they were really hard to navigate through and but at the other end you you really grew from it yeah and look here, I don't want to get too morbid, but I, I had a period of time, um, there was probably 18 months where three athletes in different programs that I work with uh, died, different circumstances. But um, uh, John McCarthy um, passed away when I was at Port. Not long before that, a young jockey, Caitlin Forrest, um, had a race fall and, and died. And then Husey Phil Hughes passed away, I'd shifted over to cricket by then. And, you know, these are just incredibly traumatic um, events, um, young people sort of in the prime of their life and, um, you know, sport tends to, to create these really intense sort of relationships. So being around and being um, the psychologist for those 
sorry, groups um, was incredibly difficult. When you're dealing with trauma, what, what are some good things to do in, when it comes to self-care? And look, all the really simple, basic things of, of health. Um, so, you know, doing your best to, to eat, even when you don't feel like eating. Um, you know, you, you're stressed, you, know, you lose your appetite, um, sleep. I'm a meditator, so, um, you know, when you're busy and thinking and caring about everybody else, they're the kind of things that sort of slip off your radar. So um, I was really conscious just when I had a little window, for instance, with, with Phil's passing, where I would switch the phone off for a little bit. Um, I would try and do my meditation in the morning, a little bit of exercise. You know, I, I like going for a run and that's quite a, a de-stressing thing for me, get out and sort of nature and do a, a nice little run or something. What about highlights of your, your career that you look back fondly and uh, that you're proud of? Well, just before we, uh, we, we came on, I, I said to you, um, I was really lucky when I got into the Olympic sports. Typically what happens, it's a four-year cycle and staff sort of leave, get to Olympic Games. It's been a huge build-up, you know, really exhausted and, and leave. So there's often jobs um, and opportunities in that first year or so. Um, I actually got in right at the tail end of a, an Olympic cycle, so I kind of parachuted in. Um, yeah. the, the kayak team was one of the first teams that I got to work with, and we had an Olympic athlete, Anna Davis, and she won a bronze medal in an absolute nail-biter of a race. And I wasn't there, but I was watching it at home, um, and I was just jumping off the, the couch. It was the most sort of thrilling thing. I haven't worked with an AFL team who've won a premiership, but you know you can imagine just the intensity of it's been this long build up. You've all been working together trying to achieve this thing, and and this is one of these races where it was literally like that, and it was the last stroke they got across the line to um to win a medal. So, which movie or or TV series has impacted you the most, and why? Well, looking, I'm, I'm going to show my age a bit here. I'll, I'll give you two. Star Wars came out when I was in, in primary school yeah. and it was the absolute hit of, I think I was in grade five, yeah. and every kid for their birthday that year, so 30 kids in your class, every, you know, every kid gets invited to every other kid's birthday party, we'd go and see Star Wars. So it's kind of like imprinted in my, my brain. I've been a bit of a Star Wars nuffy ever since and um, last lockdown uh, 2020, I got my kids into it, so they're uh, they're, they're sort of Star Wars nuffies. Um, and, yeah. and then the other one, I have to hate to say it, but I'm a bit of a closet survivor fan, and I think it's the kind of the game, yeah, the gameplay, the psychological stuff. It's almost like sport, but you're in the outback. There's all these you know interesting dynamics. Um, it's not always the strongest player that gets through. I hope you enjoyed that bite-sized episode with Matt McGregor. Remember to listen to the full interview. Make sure to search in your favorite podcast app for Matthew McGregor, episode 93 on the Propelica Pro podcast. I hope to see you on our next Propelica Pro live chat show.